Is it on? It is on. Just had to make sure this thing's on. It is on. This won't, won't be the last time. All right. Yep, there's a red light, though. Well, I'm recording right now. On this episode of Don't Evolve Me, we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian. I have spoken. And we'll be talking about all the Star Wars news that's happened this weekend. Oh. I have spoken. But before we do any of that, we're going to talk Game of Thrones. Want to know why? Because I have spoken. You can Am I supposed to jump in there? Yeah, I didn't really give you much to work what with What was here. that? <laughs> <laughs> Cue music, Jake. Because he has spoken. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Ketchum, Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up. Donald, hello. I'm back. We're going to get into this right away because we got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. All right. Um, I was just I was just going to skip, show me your wares, but you kind of have a really cool uh, jacket on, so you want to describe the audience? Oh, just the jacket? Oh, no, I got a Deadpool jacket on. 91, you know, the original comic book, yeah. Deadpool, little symbols. You know, springtime, so it's a lighter jacket, so I can actually, you know, survive outside. And it is warm in Minnesota this week, and it's just got a whole bunch of, you know, the old-fashioned Deadpool logo up to some modern stuff. Kind of goes through the ringer of the years. Nice. I wish I had a big Deadpool logo on the back. That'd have been sweet, but Uh, it's just a plain black. Yeah, you think there would be a giant Deadpool in the back? Yeah, right. You think there'd be something? No, there's nothing. Nothing. Maybe you just got to get embroidered in the back yourself. Yeah. Talent. I don't have that kind of talent. All right, I am. I'm wearing a pink shirt. That's about it. For no particular, no particular reason. I was gonna wear Deadpool. Something was telling me to wear Deadpool. I did not wear Deadpool. He felt the presence of the Force. I did. And he went with pink. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. That's about the same vibe. Every time I see pink, that's what I imagine is Deadpool too. So. <laughs> but I also wore my Harry Potter socks. If anybody was wondering, mischief managed Marauder's Map. Cool little oh. socks, little footprints on it. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's, am... uh, Jake didn't wear socks again like a loser. <laughs> this guy just doesn't wear socks. He's like, always, oh, you know, I like your fancy socks. That's what we're going to do. And then every time I'm on the podcast. I take Jake, my socks up every time. Ah, I'm barefoot. <laughs> yep. I'll just get some tattoos on my foot. Maybe that'll help. Oh, they are hobbit socks. Those count. Yeah, okay. That's fair. You ever All seen right. his feet? Harry. All right, let's get into it. So I finished Game of Thrones. Finally? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's been months. I, we I was going to say, like, I mean, you finished it a long time ago, but you finished yeah, it Yeah, I, fin- I finished it for the second time with my wife. Yep. Um, she <clears throat> finished it for the first time. What'd she think? She wasn't invested as we were at the time, you know, where it happened, oh, yeah. it was over, and we just, like, burned her entire fucking house down. And- I think she has the same views as I do. I, I feel like maybe I've, uh, I was warning her too much of, like, what was going to happen, and I think she just might have just took my views on it but yeah. i also feel like my views is kind of like majority views yeah so this is okay so here's my thoughts on game of thrones after watching it and maybe i'll make this a demi too because i kind of want to talk about it more at length this this show this, this is how i'm going to describe this show this show is like one of the most deliciously like baked cakes you ever had but the baker, for some reason, with like five minutes left, decided to take it out of the oven. And make it vinaigrette. And then, and then just like 
bought the cheapest whipped cream like icing that you, yeah that you possibly could have made it like look nice and stuff like made it look amazing and you have the cake and you're like what the fuck is this yeah yeah it's, it's like, like a, it's the, a the inside really good really good it's yeah. that 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 uh, the, the frosting the, just the ruins frosting it. The you can take the frosting it. off and eat the cake and it's like oh, yeah it's, it's probably better it's very <laughs> probably great better than like, the cake the best like bottom of a cake i've ever tasted but <laughs> yeah. it's just not the same because you don't have the frosting you're like it's that dairy queen cookie crunch stuff in the middle with the hot fudge and you're like this is great and then you get to the frost and you're like plastic it's like an amazing shake with a horrible whipped cream i don't like whipped topping yeah, you're, you're also that's huh? that's you're weird whipped topping anyway side note squirrel i hate whipped topping <laughs> but <laughs> I hate yeah, everything that, that's how, how does about, star wars light work <laughs> that's how that's how i felt about game of thrones it's just one of those like yeah I just, agree. It was, it's just an undercooked finale well the worst part is we waited years and years it was such a slow show for everybody it was fantastic they've slow had all burn. this hype in the new York. this is what the importance is to finish your job up here's, the, here's the thing bridges. about the story though like okay so the, i would say like everything about that show was amazing except for the narration was horrible yeah and simply the narration was horrible because it was undercooked underserved all of it the acting was amazing the effects the cinematography great i actually don't mind what they chose to tell us like narrative wise like the premise of like the points of like daenerys going spoiler alerts it's been years i don't spoiler alerts if you haven't watched it skip five minutes yep um like daenerys going crazy actually works for the most part except i thought she was crazy from season two yeah, but like it, uh, that, that yeah, bitch. like all Insane. of it was there. It's just like it just it was a, such a quick turn, you know. Like she loses her, uh, she loses <clears throat> jar, jar. Yeah, this is where I kind of uh, yeah, loses a, a negative balance. Quick turn because it was it was pretty, it was, but it was like it, it was, was pretty evident. <laughs> but it was like it was just very quick. It wasn't well done. The whole yeah, they didn't do the uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't do her John, justice of the evil. They made her seem like too big of a hero, and then they did a snap turn, which is Game of Thrones style. I should think about it. It was too quick, but it was too quick for what they. Even built. like the ending with like Viserys and then the ending like, was just too quick. And then, um, yeah, basically, like it's yeah, just an undercooked. It should yeah, have been three more. The writers are like, I mean, HBO's like, we'll give you a couple more seasons. You can finish this up right. And then HBO's the like, nah, one more season. Well, how about ten episodes? The writers are also. Yeah. How about six? Yeah. The, <laughs> what the producers at HBO should have been like, okay, you're you're done. Yeah, we'll find somebody else to finish. We'll it. find someone else who does the story right, and that's probably the the <laughs> Donald's shaking. Are you like? Ro- like oh, okay. Everyone's surprised. I'm like, too loud. You, most okay. people probably complain about it. No, it's anyway, fine. Yeah. If you're too loud, I'll, I'll I'll lower you down. I have that capability. But uh, he's God. Yeah, like it's just it's such a sad way to end the show. Yeah, it didn't fulfill me. I do. I do like the last episode. Actually, was pretty into it. Again, like if I imagine it being longer, span yeah. Of time, if they didn't cut great. out the the you know fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth episode, they stretched those out, and that last episode ended that way. Sure, I can understand what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But like you set up, I don't even like. I don't even mind Brand being king at the end. I know a lot of people just hated that idea. I'm like, no, it. No, that actually makes sense. It works. Like logically, he's not. A, he's a pretty good choice because he's doesn't have any whims of power. He's has all the history that he possibly can to be. A great king, and also I feel like he's like one of those kings who's active, but he's not active. He lets people do their job. Yeah, I mean, Bran was actually a solid choice if you're going to choose a king instead of go to democracy. Great choice. I mean, yeah. Everything they made made sense. 
like I said, it was just a story buildup <clears throat> of how the decisions were made so quickly. Because in Game of Thrones, the decisions are... You can't go from a slow burn show <laughs> to like, hey, we're just going to do this rapid fire like it's a movie. Yep. And that's what they did. You can't do a slow burn and then get everything, put all the pieces in. You know, you could have took one episode to end each person's story, really. One full yeah. episode each. Let's get like ten episodes, you know, your four main character arcs to end it and show yeah. why this person is there. I mean, the brand story, they kind of just... They literally skipped Here's what season. it is, and then boom, here's the end of it. And you're like, yeah, but you were building that the mm-hmm. whole... Same with the whole, like, Night King battle yeah. at the end, too. They're like, it, it just ended in one episode. All of episode. a sudden, boom, Winterfell, that was it. And you're like, that was it? What about the whole, like, idea of they... See, uh, yeah, they could have done so much better. That's what I think. I think they should have been pushed beyond. Which Next week, uh, we right talk. We talk about Game of Thrones. We talk about the. Um, I think we talked about it in this episode. Um, Tom goes over like why the uh, the battle for Winterfell. Why it was just such a horribly strategically bad idea for them to even like. Like the way they went about that battle was just awful, and they should have just died immediately. So they weren't using one. They had the cavalry and the Dothraki. And they just send them straight in right away, and they just die. And they have a whole castle, a whole siege castle, but they put everything on the outside. And then all the little like catapults that like attack, they put it in the forefront instead of in the back, where it would have been more useful. Well, I mean, that was just—I just think it was strategically the whole whole last season. They were like, "We got our Star Wars project, we out," <laughs> and they didn't even do it. And Star Wars saw that, and they're like, ah. "All right, I think that's a perfect you segue." Out. Speaking of Star Wars, <laughs> oh, I gotta take this thing set up. I need a soundboard for this. All right, you ready? Yep. Oh, no. What did I do? It disappeared. Oh, no. You deleted it. I didn't delete it. It shrunk. Oh, no. You sound like my speed up. All time. That's fine. Got deleted. Actually, you do it. I'm going to just delete it at this point. Thank you. We might not even have the music. Maybe I'll just edit it in. Actually, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to pause for like 15 seconds. It's time for a new squeaky. Oh yeah. Okay, we're good. All right, news quickie. This is gonna be a little bit longer one. Actually, let's, let's go through this Star Wars news. There's a whole bunch of Star Wars news that dropped this weekend. A yeah, whole there was. bunch. All right, first up, Ahsoka. You see the trailer? Did I see the trailer? Yeah. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Ah, like I said, I, Star Wars. I'm ready to get revived from what it was, and then you know they got the good writers, and it's it's a good story. Ahsoka looks good. Like I mean, they got the characters coming in. Sabine. Yep. Sabine. Uh, she doesn't look like Sabine from the Rebels, but like a live uh, action. Yeah. So, um, you get a little bit of Air, uh, Ezra Thrawn. You get to see the back of Thrawn, who's Lars Mikkelsen is going to be Thrawn, who's voiced him in Rebels. Yep. Um, he actually looks like Thrawn, so it works. Chopper was in it. Second yep. live action appearance of Chopper because he was in Rogue One. Harrow, who's being played by Mary Jane Winstead, which is kind of a big actor to play Hera. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought that was very like what maybe I mean, just like I said, maybe she just wanted to be part of the Star Wars universe. And I was like, I mean, her hubby's this. in Star Wars. He's a pretty big. Uh, yeah, so she just wanted a, you know a character too. Why not? Why not? They, those two, uh, you know who her hubby is, right? No, Mister Sir Ian McGregor. Oh. Obi-Wan himself. I did not know that. Those two play Those two play in the uh, same shows often because they were in um, uh, Birds of Prey. He's Black Mask. She's Huntress. Yep. And then they were in Fargo Season 3. 
Hmm. They were lovers I that. in that. I don't pay attention to Hollywood relationships. I have no idea what's going on. I don't either. I just saw it. I couldn't I was tell like, you cool. anything. I forgot that they were. But anyway, uh, Ezra had like a little clip. I don't know if it was in the trailer itself, but I saw the photo of him. Um, new orange sabers by the bad guys. I don't know who those guys were. I'm mad. Yeah, don't know either, but I, I assume bad guys. I think they're bad orange. guys with different colored saber, sabers, you know, just like there's blue and green, there's orange and red. That was my thought process on it. At first, I just thought it was red, but then I looked closer. I'm like, is that orange? Orange sabers are a thing? I don't know. Lightsabers can be anything they want it to be. <laughs> That's fair. Samuel Jackson, I, I want a purple lightsaber. That doesn't work, but okay. We'll make it happen. All right. Um, Skeleton Crew, did you see that one too? The teaser trailer for Skeleton Crew I with did Drew see Lock? Skeleton Crew, though. I, I missed that one. You did? I I don't know if it's actually officially out. I I know they leaked a few. And I've I, heard about it. It it reminds me of a pirate treasure hunt with like the lettering and stuff, yeah. but like Star Wars. And I don't know if that's what they're going for. They list off like adventure, like a space adventure, skeleton crew. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see other stories in this universe because I feel I like like seeing uh, Star Wars in a Disney Plus universe rather than a big screen now. I think yeah it makes more sense to me. There's so much that, that one. This universe got to start like in the 70s. So like movies work. It's just. Movies are so surrounded by the Skywalker, like Saga, like that area. Yep. And <laughs> you, you Thanks, Star is beyond that. Cherish. Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't know what where this like the time frame is going to take place. Uh, no, there's stormtroopers, so it looks like it's going to be at least you know between Empire and then the Civil War. Yeah. You'd imagine. There's always a lot of middle stuff. We'll see. So, later, I don't know. We'll see. Jude Law, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, can't hate him. Acolyte, uh, they announced they're talking about the Acolyte a little bit. I've seen the trailer leak. It looks kind of like a samurai show a little bit. Yep, that's what I think it was. I don't. I feel like I heard rumors that it's supposed to be before the prequel trilogy. They're talking about it was like it was a Don Ho or lightsaber was made is what I heard some people talking about. Possibly. Like how they came to be. No, I think that's the. Uh, that's a thing. There's a couple of movies that are coming out, and one of them is going to be that. Oh, the movies, whatever. I thought that was kind of the same genre area era. Well, earlier Star Wars. We'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for just more Star Wars. I wasn't expecting like all of this. I probably should have kept up on the fact that there's Star Wars Celebration. They were going to drop it. I don't know. Yeah, I should have kept up on that. I didn't pay attention. Like, they did it on Friday, and I was very busy on Friday, and just saw the news, and I'm like at my parents' house making sausages and. Uh, venison sausages. Yeah, so. I was uh, I was camping on Friday night, and then uh, on the top of snow, and then I went to the movie theater Saturday night, and then that's when I heard all this things started popping up on my phone. I was like, "What the?" <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" There's a lot of Star what, Wars. What day stuff. did I miss? <laughs> it's pretty I much like, did I pop into a universe and pop out? There's a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. What? Ha- oh, and then I said, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But I would have thought <laughs> they came out with this introduction. They should have did it on May fourth. But you, that's what I was like, like. That's what I was like confused by. I'm like, it's Easter weekend. Why are we getting so much Star Wars news? Like, it's May fourth in like a month. Yeah. So I was confused by it. That's why I, I wasn't expecting anything. It's always May fourth, mm-hmm. always. But then they're like, yeah, anniversary. May so, the fourth be with you. Wasn't until after a while. So, Star Wars. Is so Donald's trying a new chair, and just so you know, Donald, you can lower the chair a little bit if you want to be able to uh, touch the ground. I wiggle my feet. <laughs> You can you can adjust it. All right. Uh, there was news of three different movies. No, there was actually a lot of movie news. Yeah, so the first one was James Mangold. 
director of Logan, is going to make a first like Jedi type movie. It seems yep, like. Yep, yep, and that's where I thought that show kind of aligned with. Could be. Like, oh right, wait, is that no? They're supposed to make like a High Republic area too. Maybe that's where Acolyte's supposed to be. It's a few hundred years before the prequel yeah, trilogy. Too. But anyway. I know they were making a High Republic like series show, and there's gonna be like Young Yoda, like was gonna be one of the characters in it. Lies. So. Myths. Dave Filoni's making a movie. It's supposed <clears throat> to be a finale for the New Republic Mandalorian type shows. Yep. It's supposed to tie all these shows together, which I'm guessing Thrawn's gonna be the big villain at the end. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then a new Ray movie. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Skywalker's back. 15 years later, I guess, apparently. So they say. 15 years later? How are they going to make that work age-wise? Star Wars, man. I guess. I'm being so cynical. <laughs> how this shit works. I'm just like... I'm just These aren't of, humans, man. What, Rise of Skywalker. Galaxy far, far away. What did they come out? 2020? No, 2019, right? Yeah. 2019. So this movie... The earliest of these movies are coming out in 2025. People age different in this universe, man. So that's six years. Let's say like it's somewhere between 2025 and 2030. I mean, yeah. You watch a Star Wars movie. It relatively works. That's the first thing that says. (laughs) flight works. In a galaxy far, far away. Therefore, no rules fucking apply. (laughs) That's exactly what that means. Like The rules don't apply here. I feel like that's what matters when it's a sci-fi genre. Yep. I mean, yeah, but they they really denote it for you, especially in the seventies. They're like, just just in case you're aware that just this, just believe it. It's part of the universe. It's, it's kind of like that same thing. Like you watch a Fast and Furious movie, and at the end of the movie says, "Please don't try this at home." And you're like, "Damn it, that's what I was gonna do in the parking lot." Uh, Shit, you're telling I was me gonna I... jump this car through the skyscraper. <laughs> you can't just tell me I can stomp the parking ramp and it'll just fall down and beat my villain. Yeah. You know, same shit. Galaxy I far, far away. Fast Fury 7. I laughed out loud when that happened. When uh, Dominic just <laughs> stomps the thing and just breaks. And Villa defeated. I'm like, oh, God. It's, it's like a superhero movie. It pretty much <laughs> is a superhero movie. It is. Okay, I, we're in a skyscraper. They I jumped just, one car oh, from on. one skyscraper to another in that same I need to movie. do a state of review for Fast and Furious. That's got to be a thing. It was great. Five and then we got six and seven, hey, eight. If you don't think nine. about those movies, those movies are great. Yeah, if you don't think about the logistics, <laughs> pretty clutch. If when you do, you just laugh because it's hilarious. All right, it's like Star Wars, galaxy far, far away. Keeping up with the Star Wars news because there's so much. I wrote down, I wrote down fourteen things. The first one is just Star Wars news and explanation points. Solid strategy, Cotton. That's exactly what the other 15 are talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bad Batch Season 3 is uh, out, and it's going to be the final. Or it's coming out. We all, um, Everyone who watched Bad Batch, not, I feel like there's not a whole lot of us, but whoever, everyone who's watched Bad Batch knows there's going to be a Season 3. There's a Season 2 cliffhanger. Yeah, good way to close it up. It's a good little series. But it's going to be a final season, and I'm okay with it. I, I feel like Bad Batch is like one of those, like... It's nice to know the time period of it. Bad Batch is like, yeah, it's like a one-on... I mean, it's not literally... Like, if you want to understand, like, um, how the Empire is kind of... um, Like, how they started out and how they progressed to be the Empire that we see in the original trilogy, I think it's a pretty good series that way. But there's a lot of, like, the Dave Filoni side quest mission-related things that are just kind of like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Just like how Clone Wars is. There's some episodes that are amazing. There's some episodes you're like, eh, I don't really need to watch this. Overall, it's enjoyable. Yeah. All right. And then Visions. Did you watch Star Wars Visions at all? I did not. I don't think I watched. I watched. I don't think I watched the entire season one. I watched because each episode is its own story in the Star Wars universe, but it's anime related. But uh, season two is coming out May 4th. Hasn't seen it. Um, well, don't have a whole much left till the Jedi season two is coming out too. Yep. Did you watch any of that? No. Uh, there's six episodes. Um, three of them are Soka based like backstory and three of them is Count Dooku based backstory. Oh, it's actually pretty good. We'll have to see what that's like then. Yeah, you should. Uh, maybe, maybe. I got so much to catch up on. (laughs) We haven't talked about Dave yet, you know, so. Which one? Dave. Dave? The show? Fuck out. Yeah. I've, I think I watched an episode. Get out! This is your podcast! <laughs> this is now my podcast. Everybody, we're having a podcast about Dave next week. Just me, apparently. We'll find a friend of Jake's that watch Dave. I'll, I, I, I mean, go for I it. I too excited. I wiggled my chair too far away from the mic. Can you not touch the ground yet? No, I didn't want to touch the ground. I like the wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, um, no plans for Ryan Johnson trilogy or Obi-Wan season two, but they're not ruled out yet. Yep. Um, Ryan Johnson is doing a lot right now. A lot of people gave him so much crap for Last Jedi, but he, as a filmmaker, dude, the dude is killing it right now. Yeah, he's um, good. Even McGregor wants season two. Um, Lucas is waiting on it. I would love... If they would have done it the right way the first time, I would be all for season two. It's just they, I don't feel like they did Obi-Wan right. They just made... They went into uh, fan demands without actually... You know, like giving us a story worth being told. Yeah. And that was kind of like the thing with Obi-Wan. It was one of those, if the, if the story was right, give it to us. But it, it just felt unnecessary and extra. It was good to see like the middle story of like what was Obi-Wan doing. Like that's kind of what we wanted. And then we kind of got an interesting, I guess, it was a weird story. Let's just put it. I rewatched the first episode and like I couldn't stop laughing during the Leia run scene. Yeah. I'm like, how do you, like one, as a filmmaker, how do you let this happen? Like the girls, like running, barely running. Yeah. And the guys are like, str- like just, just cut the whole chase scene out and just capture. Her. She's a little girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agreed on a lot of that filming they did with the little girl stuff. I, like I said, there were sometimes like when you rewatch it, I think it was a lot of filmmakers. Like, how do people sometimes not see their product? <laughs> yeah. That comes out of it. Like, did anyone just be like raise their hand? And just be like, this looks stupid. Can we just cut it? Can yeah, like just- anybody in a filmmaking <laughs> film, like. She also runs really weird because she's a young actress. I'll give her credit. Can she's we just get like for how young she was? But like the whole scene itself, just like logistically, <laughs> didn't look. No. It, it, yeah, it stressed me out ever since I watched the rest of that series. I, like, I couldn't, it, couldn't stand it. It was bad. Um, Taiki Watiti or Taiko Taiko Watiti uh, movie still happening, but no like update when. Um, Kevin Feige and Rogue Squadron, the Kevin Feige film and the Rogue Squadron film that was going to be by Patty Jenkins, both are canceled, but could could be films in the future. But right now they're canceled. Yeah, which I think is good. I think they need to focus more on what they need to create to continue. Yeah. the other side of I feel like Marvel. It so. seems like they're kind of just redoing everything and rethinking it forward. And yeah, actually, but to Disney, you know, made the head change, so made sense. They kind of needed some because they were kind of going off the path here for a minute. They were. All right, should we get into the Mandalorian? Mandalorian, let's do it. Episode six. All right. I can't believe there's only two more episodes. It makes me sad because it doesn't make any sense. There should be more. It feels like there should be more. So this 
this episode, before I get into like the, man, I wrote a lot down. I put everything on my phone. I actually had my laptop this time when I wrote it down. Um, this episode felt a little kind of like season one, season two side quest Mandalorian. He's a hundred percent side quest Mandalorian right here. I don't, I hate it. No, I, I enjoyed it. The first part of it. I'm like, you know, this feels like season one again. Yep. Feels like season one, but all at the same time, like after like the last episode, I'm like, side quest. All right. Yeah. It feels like Mandalorian season. We're putting the side quest in there, adding a little bit of story in the beginning and the middle, mm-hmm. or beginning, not beginning and end, then a side quest, which makes sense. I didn't very write Clone the title. Of this. A very clonesy, warsy side quest. What was the title of this episode? Man, you remember? You guys pay attention to titles. I'm just watching it for the watching. I was supposed to write it down. Episode six, something, 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 something. Dark side. side. Dang, you know where it's going with that. <laughs> I think everyone listening knew where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I like to think I'm special. And Google doesn't even have the title on. Okay. That's because it's not important. Guns for Hire, that's what it was. Oh, oh yeah. this was a Bryce Dallas Howard episode. She was in it, really? No, she, she directs it. Oh. I thought she, she was in it. Was she like, directed a lot of Book of Boba Fett. I think she directed the Harris from season two. Oh, interesting. And then she directed Sanctuary from season one. I didn't know that. And I know she directed a bunch of Book of Boba Fett episodes too. All right, let's get into it. Fish people. First thing we see is kind of like this reminded me of like um, Star Trek a little bit. The first yeah. scene, but like the fish lady was in the little tank. I thought it was just really interesting. And they put little goldfish. I'm like, is that a snack or a, fr- or a friend? Don't know. <laughs> I just snack. thought it was cool. It was just like a little goldfish just going around. I don't know if she ate it or not. I just remember seeing the goldfish and being like, That's, a- like this is like interesting. Is she like controlling the ship from her fish tank? What's going on here? Uh, tanks lowers because they get basically caught up with the giant ship. First thing they're questioning is do, do they fight? I thought that was interesting. Can we beat them? No. All right, immediately goes into bribing, like, oh, Empire, here, what do you need to, you know, trade for? Yep. I thought it was just interesting, like, do we fight them or do we bribe them? Yeah, exactly. The, uh, all right, what approach we're taking on this really quick? All right, here we're at. Get everybody on the same page. I, I will say, like, I've been very critical of, like, John Proverell's writing this season, I think, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. But uh, I will say I do I do enjoy, like, that, that dialogue. But then we get into... A little bit of like the Mandos explaining a little exposition, but we'll get into that. Um, tank lowers the speak, which I thought was just interesting. I don't remember the fish at all. I just want to know if was the fish. I gotta watch this because I want to know if the fish was eaten or if the fish survived or what happened to the little fish. Really interesting though. Mandos, they're trying to buy their way and they're explaining, like, nope, we are loyal to who pays us the contract. We have to meet, um, What's his name? Axe? Wolves Axe? Is that his name? Yeah. Wolves Axe? They're talking about, yeah, the Mandalorian down on the... Yep. Yeah. Axe Wolves. Not Wolves, but Wolves. Axe, yeah. No W there. Axe Wolves. That was just really... uh, What are your your thoughts on the introduction of these Mandalorians? The introduction, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I cared for this introduction too much as far as this series, the introduction of 
Yeah. Fish people is kind of weird. I thought, like, who explains themselves in that way? Yeah, exactly. Or the love thing that kind of came out of there, too. The guy, oh, I love you, honey. It's like, it's like what the? <laughs> Don't why was that necessary? Me. Don't betray me. It's just like, yeah. Uh, a little unnecessary. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, <laughs> I got over it pretty quick because it was a quick scene. And it was, it kind of made it kind of like, it was kind of a. I mean, I understood, like, why, yeah. um, like, right from a writing perspective, like, why they're like, hey, let's just explain who we are real quick. But I thought it was very exposition heavy a little on the nose i feel like there was like a way to like ex- explain exactly who they are without directly i don't even think they needed that scene at all i think they could have just we know bo off on a mission to find yeah wait mandalorians you could have just kind of just freaking skipped actually that makes perfect sense because like then they were on plaza 15 but like why are they out in the middle of the i think the big question is who are they working for yeah Maybe that's a good maybe, question too. Maybe that's maybe that's why is they were working. I mean, for they somebody. still got the theory that they're working for someone. You don't know who. The guns for hire. That's why the episode's called for that. So there might be more story to it. But I thought the opening was weird. It was interesting. I was like, eh, I, I think know. you could just skip it. I, I kind of just liked a little bit of like, you know, the lore building that comes with it. Yeah. I just wish they would handle the writing of like the Mandos explaining themselves a little bit more. Maybe. I don't know. It'll come. To, I feel like all this is going to come to play. Yeah, I think all of it eventually will come to play in some. On this, I think the season's just a build up. Like I said, it's just that's it. Yeah, you're gonna get a build up of eight episodes, and they're gonna cut it off. And you're gonna be like, "Fudge! I want more. I need more." Well, after the news more. with the Dave Filoni movie and then the Ahsoka series with Thrawn, which we'll get into Thrawn later after this, um, just because like that's big news and that's a huge question that we've been asking. Yeah, yeah it does seem like a little build up. It seems I'll give the criticisms of later after it yeah yeah all right Just so we go to plaza 15 uh exp- Bo explains past with fleet again exposition heavy but that's kind of part of on par with, with this season so far yep ship gets hijacked out of nowhere they didn't get um oh yeah that's hijacked and they get to bring it right into the city center yeah i was kind of conf- i was confused by that too like how does that work i mean i, I believe that the technology like it's just I, we haven't seen that technology yet this yep. whole planet is weird the whole planet seems very techy and high up, though. Like, if you think about the whole planet, the thing is... Well, you get to learn... They're runoff droids. They really are. They're yeah, so the ship gets hijacked. No one heard, No one's heard of this planet. It's very futuristic, very utopia-like vibe. Uh, domes everywhere. You don't see any humans. It's yeah, all droids. They go to the big center dome where the people are just there partying while the droids take care of everything else outside of the, the, the dome. And they're just living their best I life. I do like the question, like, do we have to fight our way out of here? Like, what's going on? Because that's what I would be thinking. Like, yep. do I have to, like, who do I have to kill to get out of here? Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. Mandalorians are in war. And, but no, it's the exact opposite. We. <laughs> oh, come eat. Hither. Ah. It's Jack Black. Yeah, you see Jack Black and Lizzo. And Lizzo. It's Jack Black week. We got a lot of Jack Black this last week. And, or this last week. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's Jack Black and Lizzo. Okay, first thought before we get anywhere. What was your first thoughts when you saw this cameo of Jack Black and Lizzo? I was like, that's Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> were you, <laughs> that was my first thought. Were you like thrown off like this isn't Star Wars? You're like, dude, it's Jack Black. I mean, the first thought was like, it's Jack Black in Star Wars. That's awesome. What's he going to be? What's this character like? Is he going to be a big character? Is he yeah. a small character? Jack Black. Yeah. I was actually pretty excited for it. I was like, yeah, cool. I am... For some reason, I like Jack Black and his character. I just don't understand him. But whatever. I was like, yeah, Jack Black, what's going to be? Even with Lizzo, I was pretty excited. 
All right, we'll get we'll we'll talk about the cameos after. I don't know Lizzo as much as most people do, so I I'm be honest, I had no idea that was Lizzo because I don't really pay attention that much. Minnesota is, is she Minnesota based? Yeah, she's Minnesota based. How do you not know Lizzo, man? Because I anyway. went to Utah. Um, so what? Yeah, you know, stuff and things, memories. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Jack Black, we're in. I was All like, I'm right. in Jack Black. So Nacho Libre stuff. So Lizzo, Lizzo is the noble, past noble, and then Jack Black is the lover who's in charge or. Who fell in love with Lizzo, and then through democracy, she was imperial, and then through democracy, they become this like utopia state, and yep. builds it to be this, this this utopia state. I wrote down that this is uh, the live future we all perspire for. This is like what everyone thinks the live future is going to be. Yeah, but if if you think about it, they kind of. I mean, if you look back, like what they're doing, in, like. It seemed like they did a pretty decent job. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. This is pretty will, good, pretty I will, good life. I, I will talk Every about, scene it got to them, it was like. We will talk about this utopia later because, like, time. my first thought was just like, man, this is the most liberal, like, utopian, like, future that I'm like, I'm even scared of it. Like, this is like the. There's no way it's that good. Was my thought, and they're like, oh, what? And you're like, okay, what's the problem? Okay, we just can do what's. So they get there, they find out they're having problems with the droids. Yeah. I'm like, well, my first thought was like, what is the problem? What they need help with? Well, they uh, had the conversation. And we'll, like, we'll, we'll get there because I wrote down like in order of like how we we're going to do things, and we'll have to take a break here in about fifteen minutes into it. Okay, okay, go for it. So anyway, all right. So Lizzo wants to see Grogu right away. Of course. And then Mando's like, "Oh, he's he, he shy to strangers." Lizzo's just like, "I got food." Boom, bounces right into his like, Yes, I'm in. <laughs> or the Duchess, that's her actual it's name. It's like a kid when you give him candy, right? Like, yep. <laughs> like, oh. Come oh. to my white van, here's the candy bar. And they're like, I'm in! <laughs> you show Grogu a frog, he's going into the white van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grogu, like, Grogu will be fine. He'll kick, I think he'll kick whoever's ass, but like, you show up in a white van, you're like, hey, Grogu, I got some frogs for you. You're jumping in the van with you, right? <laughs> he, he's doing a flip. Yeah, he, Bye, he didn't have to ask twice. Bye, Mando. I'll be fine. I got frogs. You don't have to mention you got Bibles, too. You just, I got candy. They're like, I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, they go for sightseeing, and they display, explain that, hey, we have a problem with our droids, and we need you to fix it. We want to see I know the, what it is. What's we want to see the privateers. Well, here's the thing. We're not going to let you see the privateers until you fix our issue. Side quest time. dun 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 yeah. It was funny because the, the whole thing was like, "What is the issue? Like, if there's some kind of people, it wasn't people, well, it was a person, but well, yeah, well, it's uh, well, based on their, we'll come back to that at the end. It's based coming, on it's their coming. based it's on coming. their charter. They they were explaining it based on like the charter they signed with the New Republic. Since he is ex Imperial, he's not allowed. Which again, I feel like kind of highlights the no new, weapons. The whole New Republic like incompetence. Like, who gives a fuck? It's a whole different planet. Like, why are these these rules here? Didn't you know? Yeah, why can't he? Why can't they protect? Whatever. I, it, I was like, whatever. It is whatever. It is what it is. I feel like they're fine. They're they're figuring it out. But anyway, like they're not supposed to have a standing army inside the dome, and they're not supposed to have weapons inside the dome. But since they're Mandalorian, they're part of the culture. It's part of their heritage, right? Their religion. It doesn't permit. You them think they would just to. hire someone in the army? Like, hey, can you just? Well, that's why they had the Mandalorian out there, right? Yeah, so that, that's why they're there. That's what they hired. Guns for hire. That's anyway, what I'm assuming hired them, right? It, it, it was Protect it, their planet. It comes off a little contrived, but whatever. It's side quest time, right? Yeah. Not just side quest. Mystery side quest. Droids. Mystery side quest with droids. And you're like, Mando, droids. And you still get his... Feels like Outworld. You ever play Outworld? 
It's a no. video game like Fallout, but it's uh, the same people who made Fallout New Vegas made Outer Worlds. I think it's Outer Worlds. But uh, yeah, remember you were talking about Lamanos like over his droid? Yeah, said, oh, definitely not. How, you like how I'm just like calling out things and then they somehow bring it back? Yeah, he's definitely not uh, definitely not over that. Yeah, I was. I wrote that down. I was like, uh, mystery time, droids going crazy, Mando took care of droids for diplomacy. Wait, where have I wrote this? Oh, Mando's all on droids now? Like, that's, I wrote that down. I'm like, well, wait. we're talking about a droid running but it's battle. Planet. But it's battle droids. Battle droids yeah. are the ones who kill this family. Yeah. So this one makes a little bit more sense. But just the way I feel like they delivered it is like, man, this dude's been dealing with droids this whole season. But I didn't think he was over it either, though, because he wanted specifically that joy. That's why I go different. I think it was right. I was trying to highlight that. Yeah, he still doesn't like droids. I feel like they could have, like, touched on it a little bit hates more. Hates droids. I don't think they had to. Guy hates droids. He doesn't hate droids. He hates... Fucking hates them. He's like droids a little bit more now. He's had a droid. Got, he had a droid betrayed him and give him their location. He's Make got him, a little, you know, droid mid I'm just saying, R5, chips. R5 betrayed him. Chips on shoulder. Chips and, he, on shoulder. and nothing came of it. Chips on shoulder. And now, like, it makes sense, like, why you would hate battle droids. I, I don't know. I just feel like they missed they missed a really cool story here. A really cool character moment. I do think they missed out, out on it. But, all right, battle droids. He doesn't like battle droids. And they talked to, that was Christopher Lloyd, right, that played Hellgate? Yeah. So they talked to Gosh, Christopher Lloyd's character, Hellgate. Um, can't turn off the droids because full automation, live future. Yep. No one works anymore. Must be nice. Uh, and so they don't want the droids dead. They just want the ones who are de- decommissioned. So they have to go speak to the Ugnaughts. I think this is really, I thought this scene was really interesting because Bo Katan, she's definitely being pushed for the leader. Did you also notice in this future everyone was fat and rounder? <laughs> they purposely fattened eyes Jack Black because he's a little bit more round. The people were rounder. That makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. I would fit yeah. in. I'd fit but in right Yeah, now. if you watch every character besides Christopher Lloyd's. Oh, okay. Just a fun fun note for you. I now, we watch it, you'll see everyone, everyone looks like super round. Which, which is kind of a neat little thing. Just side, right. side quest. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into it, let's take a little quick little break. Quick little break. Break time. Back after a quick Mario review break. Just about to reach Hell's Gate. <laughs> Captain's Hellgate. Actually, we're past Captain Hell's Gate. We're on to the Ugnots. Oh, the Ugnots. That's where I'm at. I highlighted where we're at. Must speak to Ugnots. So I thought this scene was very, very interesting. Because you have Bo-Katan, who's becoming the leader for this episode. Becoming the leader of the Mandalorians. She was already tasked with bringing them back. Uh, we yep. will talk more about her leadership at the end of this review. Yep, yep, yep. But it's really interesting because Bo-Katan's pretty good at speaking with people. Yeah. Who's not speaking great with people? That was a horrible sentence, ironically. Din Djarin, right? Yep. His whole speech, trying to gather the Mandalorians to save uh, Navarro from the pirates, eh, wasn't the greatest. Good points. Wasn't really inspirational. Bo-Katan tries to speak to the Ugnaughts. Guess who's failing? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Guess who doesn't fail Din Mando because he's spoken yep and the really cool thing about I think with Mando because I think of like him with um, the Tusken Raiders 
Yeah. And with the Jawas. Well, no, he didn't. He's he's getting better with the Jawas. Getting better. He doesn't know he's, the Jawas that much. He's getting better with the non-human races. Or he is, like, that's his strength is the non-human races outside of droids. Yeah. And, Definitely shows that his strength is with basically. And they're showing this for a reason. It seems purposeful, right? Yeah, it seems purposeful to me, I thought. And so there's just, there's just that really interesting dynamic between Bo-Katan and Injarin. It also seems like Bo-Katan needs Din kind of too, yeah. to lead. That's what it's feeling like, right? Like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He needs him in order to be a successful leader. And like his whole experience was with um, Krill. Yep. That's where, like, that's his experience. He's learned from Krill. And I think it's just really interesting. Like he had one experience with an Ugnaught and he's, was able to take that experience and then was able to speak to these Ugnaughts. And I think that's, it's just also fast he can learn, which he's learned stuff that he does. He learns from his mistakes. He learns from people. He learns mm-hmm. from the world around him, and which is cool. I complain about this, uh, John Farber's writing a little bit, but for the most part, it seems like everything that's on the forefront comes back around. Like the things that I point out in earlier episodes seems like it's coming back. Yep. You know, like the spaceship or like Mando's ship becoming a huge thing. Um, we will talk about the dark saber, how, you know, yep, that whole thing. I'm blanking on the other references that I called out. Yeah, that's a, a mind blank. We get it. <laughs> it's like an artist blank. Like, shit, what the heck? Was that? I knew what I was talking about two seconds ago, but yeah, exactly. All right, so they go to the dock. They go to um, trying to figure out which of these droids are defective. Yeah. One, you get the old droids, old clingers, and there, there you go, Bo-Katan talking again. Yep. Hey, which one of these? And he's like, droids aren't effective. <laughs> and then Mando's like, I'll find which one. He's kicking the droids. I don't know why they're so upset because, like, I think Dinjarn had a really good point. Like these. Droids should be fine, right? Yeah, droids should be fine. They should go back to what they're programmed mm-hmm. to do. Like if I kick, if I kick ten one, of these, yeah, they kick. should all be fine, right? Nope. He kicks one and it goes berserk. Yep. We get a chase scene. Yeah. Just like in every mystery episode, get a chase scene. Also, Mandos really does not like droids anymore. Okay. No, he really. I mean, what do you think about this chase scene? I have. I had so many questions. There's a lot of questions. Like, if it just went berserky, why would it just blow up? What What was the coding behind that? One, it virus? reminded me of iRobot. Yes, have... very much so. I was like, this is iRobot. <laughs> Everybody's fat. <laughs> this reminds me of iRobot and Wally. Eh, not so much. Uh, Put them both together. I guess with the fatness, yes. Um, Put them both together, you got the iRobot perfect... just with the running scene. Yeah. The, the CGI with the battle droid was a little off. Yeah, I mean, I think the CGI for Star Wars is like they're they're not like flooding muddy into the CGI in Star Wars. Some of it looks amazing though. It. Some of it looks really amazing, like the spaceship scenes and stuff yeah. like that. But when it comes to, like the people stuff, they're like mm, the enough. droid was just like it just felt really blocky and like it reminded me of I Robot because it reminded me of I Robot's like CGI back then. Yeah, I don't know. Very also, maybe it was a. Did you did you catch like the whole chase scene? Like, there I had one giant question. Of the tactic they didn't use, either Mando or Bo-Katan. Did you catch, like, the one tactic, the one equipment that would have been very, very useful in this one scene? This one chase scene? Bo-Katan uses it several times, but doesn't use it to, you know, effectively capture the robot. He's going to say a rope thing? The, the jetpack. Yeah. There's that, too. One, Mando didn't have his jetpack at all. Yep. I'm like, where the fuck is his jetpack? Where'd it go? And dude, Bo-Katan was literally jumping over things using her jump jetpack to jump. I'm like, dude, just use your jetpack to 
chase the. Oh, I was. I was there's quite a few tools I probably could have used, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, they least... catch the robot. They get him. He blows up. Um, they go to the droid bar. I forget what it was called. The resistor. Yeah, the resistor. I really like this scene because, like, I liked how the droids were just like bring droid sentience going to a bar. They all drink the same oil. Yep. <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> That's I fair. just like they're like Cute. no, please catch the broken droids. We want to not be like we don't want to be destroyed. We want to serve our very fatal, um, you know, beans. We, this is our purpose. We don't want to be destroyed. Please help us. And they give the giant clue with the nepenthe. Yep. And they go into um, they go to the doctor. I forget where the doctor was. They go to the doctor. They somehow conveniently figured out it was Hellgate. He was doing yep. it. Um, Dark Saber makes his return finally. Yep. After all this time, after all these scenes, the Dark Saber is finally here. Gets yeah. one cut. That's it. Poor droid. Yeah, that was it. Was it. All right. So Hellgate did it. I think it was pretty obvious. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. He's, <laughs> the, only, he's the only thin person in the entire community. <laughs> it's also Christopher Lloyd. Like, how do you have Christopher Lloyd as a character and then not show him as the so villain? Yeah. Good question. It's pretty obvious. What you th- okay? I, I had some um, questions on this one. First of all, they have a giant red button that dooms their society. Seems like a very um, security oversight for a security team. Well, yeah, I just like the doomsday button button device. It's always fun. I love it was it. like a giant red button too. There was like no like in case of emergency break glass. He just lifts it. It's like right there. Yep. Like what if he just slipped and fallen and it happened to be open? You're like. Oh, all the droids are dead. I guess uh, we're no longer full automation. Then again, I think that was kind of his last resort button make because he hates, didn't sound like he was a fan of the world. So it makes sense that he made it that. What do you think of his reasoning? Um, I mean, it's kind of just uh, generic. Kind of, but they, I don't think it's generic. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I didn't think too much into his reasoning, I guess. Yeah, he was a separatist. Yeah. Uh, Doku loyalist, mm-hmm. and then they kind of just cut him off with a, a politics line. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I was so into it. I want to know more. Like, what? Why do you? Betrayed? Yeah, you did the big character thing, but yeah, I was kind of just like, uh, I think it's a quick Star Wars tribute. I didn't think too much of it. So yeah, it was pretty much what it was. I'm like, oh, I wish I went a little bit deeper. I know that this show is becoming a little bit more casual, a little more surface level, but I'm like, oh, such an interesting tip point. I want to know more. Like. Yeah. God damn it, Bo-Katan. <laughs> it's not just politics. I would love politics. Give me some more politic talk into this. Maybe it's because I just really enjoy Game of Thrones and the, all the politic talks when it comes yep. to that. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just, yeah. Exactly. The, the de- depth of it is nice in the politic talk. Because yeah. it's <laughs> game of chess, really. I wrote this down. Groku's a cheater. I love the scene, but he's such a cheater. <laughs> the yep. I don't even know what game they're playing. I'm like, like some do- weird version of Cornhole. Yeah, I'm like, how, version? how are they not realizing that Groku, okay. Duchess is just great at the game. It's not Grogu whatsoever. Definitely not. No one's questioning the fact that he has the Force. Right. It's just a thing. He's just a little dude. No one knows that he is. They live in the outer <laughs> rim. They don't know shit. All right. So then there's an exchange between Hellgate and leaders. I thought it was really interesting. How they're just like, oh, I'm very disappointed that you did this to us. All right. Well, go live in exile and then maybe you can forgive. We'll forgive you later on. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I like I just really like that exchange between like a leadership and like yep. prison. Like it's just like yeah, you know what? You deserve punishment, but like maybe we'll get you back. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see if you reform, right? Yeah. Well, it, give you the chance to reform from your crimes, which is like 
Like I said, it was like a utopian society-esque. Yeah. Well, one, you'd think there'd be like more of a court system into it, not just like they make the decision and that's what it is. I know, yeah. like, again, this world short, is a little... Right. It's, it was a short, short surface. world. Yeah, you weren't supposed to go too, too in-depth to this world. I just want the war built... Yeah, okay. You want, I want, everybody wants more. It's like you only get so much. So, well, I was just... I wrote in here, I like the society. We'll talk about society after the episode. Grogu was a knight. I forget his titles, but he's a knight. He was he was knighted. He was knighted by Duchess, that was cool. by Lizzo knighted Groku. That is not something I expected this episode. Yep. Cool. I like it. I'll allow it. Don't know what it means, but I'll allow it. All right. So the Mandalorians they reunite. They go into. Uh, they meet the privateers. Bo-Katan meets. Axe Wolves. Yep. yep. I have questions about the campment a little bit. It just seemed like they were all just standing around. I figured there'd be more of a more of an encampment since they're like more permanently there. I don't know. It's a good question. Depends what they're doing over there, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't question those little things. You you're going far into details for a little show. I only watched it twice. I didn't watch it three deep times. Time. I made sure I only watched it twice. So it wasn't you're going deep again, man. Should have had the conversation before. Had to start it back up. Deep dive. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, just base surface level. Yeah, that makes sense, right? They're down there. They come down. And they they fight right away. Which seems like I feel like there'd be a lot more fights. Well, I like how they challenge each other. Full yeah. said it. Well, well, that's Mandalorian culture. You challenge the leader. And exactly. If there's another leader. You challenge that leader. You challenge it. Figured it out. I feel like it's just a very problematic way to lead because I feel like you just constantly like battle back and forth. Like it's like Wakanda Forever kind of style, right? A little bit. You challenge for the throne. I'm better than you. I feel you. like Wakanda did should, a little bit better, where you have you like, should you follow have, the best soldier. You have the moment, but then after that, it's just like yeah, that's, that's it. it. Well, Mandalorian doesn't like, have a moment yet. It's gone. It's just like it would be a moment, but it's. It's gone. Yeah, it doesn't exist. I don't know how that works. So, so I like. I like, allow it. If you lose, do you, do you, can you challenge again? I want to know the rules of this. I mean, you probably could whenever you want, but I mean, you wouldn't challenge right off the bat. That's probably like weak in your character because they still have a good character build. That's yeah. why I still accepted the challenge. Yeah, It'd be so really petty to lose. I'm like, I challenge you again. So anyway, um, I mean, Bo-Katan wins. Obviously, she wins. Mm-hmm. She's the leader of Mandalore now, but she doesn't have the dark saber. But Mando goes to the spiel that he lost it. Yeah, there is. Which I thought that was really weird that he got it back after that. And I was like, didn't he just lose the little thingy thing? That... I didn't think of that. I didn't question that at all. I did. You did? Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, but he got it back. I didn't think... Because technically he wasn't challenged by the critter that just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like, is that a leading point that they might come back to later too? Because he wasn't challenged when he lost yeah. the blade. He just was attacked. Because it wasn't like an I challenge you fight. It's just so weird. It's such a like... I don't know. I feel like but, we're this the whole dark saber thing. You're expecting this huge conflict between Bo-Katan and like Mando, right? Yeah. It, it comes across as like she wanted off a of technicality. Yeah. And so I'm like, th- I mean, it doesn't really fit Bo-Katan's character either, though. Like she's not going to take it off a of technicality. Yeah. But she does. But she took it off Sabine. Yeah. Like Sabine just gave it to her, and she accepted it, and then like obviously she lost her rule. With Mandalore, Mandalore got poisoned, and now Axe Wolves took her fleet eventually. Um, yeah, you get in the story. Man, just gives it up. That's, that's I think, the point of the episode, right? Ends up, like, yeah. you know, the Darksaber's in Bo-Katan's hands. All right, so now Bo-Katan's the leader of the fleet Hunter. and the ruler of the Darksaber and essentially the ruler of Mandalore. Yep. Which I'm guessing episode 7 and 8 is going to be them trying to take back Mandalore. Yeah, I'm unsure exactly how I feel about that ending, though. Like, I'm still on the, the weird offense with... The, because I'm hoping that, like I said, there's two ways they can take this. Just don't write mm-hmm. Din off. Okay. Make so, him have some arc. Because there isn't. I'm pissed. I wrote questions. Oh. 
My first question, and I realize I have a really bad uh, typo with this. So I'm just going to read it. What the typo says? Do you like camos? Camos? Do you like camos? I mean, I think camos a really weird color. I don't know why people purposely wear it out in the middle of a mall. I didn't but... even spell this right. Camos, yeah. Camo as far horse. as cameos, yes, there's... I enjoy cameos. <laughs> you enjoyed it? You think it works? I I think it's it's nice to kind of fourth wall break a little bit to know who some of these people are. And... Yeah. As well as you can see them play another character. Well, if you don't know who Jack Black is or who Lizzo is, I feel like they fit in this world well. And I thought they're yeah, acting... They f- yeah. Like, Jack Black one is... Like, he fit in this world. Yeah, I mean, it really depends what world they put the cameos in. Like, do they make sense? Does the cameo like that? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Lizzo being in there, I, I feel like she didn't fit in as well. But I think, like, for the most part, if you didn't know who Lizzo was, you're like, oh, okay, she's just the Duchess. Yeah. She's eccentric. Like, they put her in a character that, like, fits her personality. Yeah, and then I can totally tell that if like Lizzo's like, hey, if I'm in, I like I get to hang out with Grogu the entire episode, right? I get to hold the baby. Yeah, that's probably what happened too. They're like, yep, <laughs> you like, do you, and they're like, oh. but I mean, like when they had like Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu, like even though he wasn't a cameo, he was a bigger actor who is like more known as like Samuel L. Jackson. Like he has like his personality. Yeah. So like having like that big of a character or that big of an actor in like Star Wars itself kind of feels weird, but like there it is kind of feels weird, it. but it also brings like uh, it's kind of a push and pull of the believability, right? Yeah, like it tries to bring like Star Wars is a very unique galaxy far, far away, yep. and the flight is fucking whack. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't make it makes the flight. the flight is whack. This is gonna be a thing now. So isn't bringing it? bringing human. Uh, Humanizable characters only adds that, like, yes, it's just us in a different world. In a way, in, in a kind of a role involving way to look at it, that's why mm. I enjoy it. It makes it seem like this is just a galaxy far, far away. This is Jack Black in Star Wars. Yeah. I, this is this person in Star Wars. is what they would have been. He fits well. I I actually really enjoyed his cameo. Yep. Uh, and Lizzo, I enjoyed her cameo, too. Christopher Lloyd also enjoyed his cameo. I, yeah, it was Good. enjoyable for me. I... I think initially I was like, "Oh, cool, it's Jack Black." And then after, like, as the episode went, I'm like, "Does this work?" But then it after works. everything, I'm like, "It works. It works. It's good enough." All right, would you want to be part of this government? This very <laughs> what I'm pretty sure conservatives would call a liberal utopia that they fear. Ah, oh, there's a lot of people that fear fear this type of utopia, and this is what's tough. Like I. I'm an exploring soul. Yeah. So I I would struggle. I'd struggle in the environment because they stay in their bubble, which yep. bubble has a lot of stuff, but I would be bored in that bubble. Yeah, it's it gets tough, but everyone seems like having a good time. That's why I was like, yeah, it's not maybe my type of government and lore and they stay in their bubbles. Maybe there's a different bubble for each kind of because we only sell the one bubble. Maybe there's different types of bubbles. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, it depends on the type. Or maybe you're type. allowed to explore. I don't know. Like, the I fact thought that no one works for anything is kind of kind of a weird concept, and they have droids that do it all, and they're. Kind of, it is kind of lazy, which shows the fatness of people mm-hmm. to not really be doing their own thing, which is shown. But overall, if, it, if that's what life became, I wouldn't hate it. I guess. Yeah, no work. Um, yeah, just fun and playing games, the, drinks, and food. Eat, drink. Very party scene-ish, but I'm not a party scene kind of guy. That's that's where my struggle is. Um, about. create art. I, I think know. for yeah, yeah, big city people that can go in there. The I think like it's the really cool that they showed that. Okay, so watching Andor. Watching like anything during the Empire like area is so depressing and so like bleak. It reminds me so much of this world that I freaking hate it. Especially when I, when I was in the hospital watching Andor, you know. Yep. Uh, contemplating my whole like work like 
um, situation. It was like, God damn, this is. Mm. But then, but, you know, now we're post empire, and now we're talking about there's this like liberalish utopia. You don't work; it's full automation, which our society is working our way to. Yeah, arguably, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where full automation, at least definitely not in our lifetime. Yeah, but it's definitely something like our society is working towards too. So it's just interesting to see in a media, especially a popular media. Yeah, popular especially world. after seeing so much of like how capitalism, uh, not how imperialism, like suppresses its people, and that's what we were seeing for so long. Like that's why the civil war happened. That's why the rebellion happened. We see it greatly yeah. in Endor, and we see it greatly in Rogue One. And now, on the flip side of things, we're seeing Jack Black just having a grand old time. Just and, a bubbly party, people. Yeah, it's like it's just yeah. a cool flip. And I'm like, I I like that we were able to see this type of like post empire type government. Yeah, it's, it's it's a neat scene in the concept of the government. I mean, there's so many little details in mm. that government though too of of things, so which just kind of makes it fun, like the number of people, the size of the planet, who's mm-hmm. in, who's out, the control of it all. There's so many more questions you could obviously ask about it, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Episode thoughts. I have a lot more questions, Ooh, but like, overall uh, episode skip, thoughts. Yeah, overall episode thoughts. This is where I get cons- hoping with the character art because I like the idea of a nobody still in Star Wars somewhere because mm-hmm. we don't have a nobody yet. It's fun to see nobody's do something like Din. Yeah. What's he going to be in the Star Wars? I'm still excited to see where it goes when they take it. Yeah. Because there's no way like Din becomes nothing right now, no, right? They don't put him in the side, have more of a side He's character for Mandalorian? Be, yeah. It's or is he be. just going to be the side character of Bo-Katan's? Oh, I have, Good question. We don't know. You're, you're going you're going ahead so, of things. Episode you know, thoughts. What are your thoughts of the like? Thought. Oh, overall the episode. Oh, episode. episode. Oh, episode rating. Oh, episode gosh, rating. How did you think about this uh, side quest, mystery quest? I like the idea because it kind of brought Mandalorian back. But if we're going out of five, I'm still giving it like a two plus, three. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I think I'm like a Nothing great. Two plus, three. I like that we went back to our side quest. I enjoyed the journey of it, even though to me it seemed very more shallow, superficial. But like I enjoyed the lore in the world. Also the fact that, like, hey, now they have uh, Pfizer 15 is now an ally of theirs. Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed the lore of the world. It was good. It was a good little side quest, which kind of brings the goodness of it. To some other story wraps they have to the filler to the side quests is where I kind of get breaking. Like, you got to do a better, smoother transition to these side quests. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Kind of worked. Now it's getting the questions that you were getting into. Oh, yeah. Bokatan is now the leader. Yep. She is the de facto leader. What are your thoughts on that story? Because I know you were kind of hesitant I, of her being the leader. I'm right. hesitant of her being the leader because I think it, again, people people might be arguing, but like, it, you got to do something with Din. What are you going to do with him? Yeah. Din made... M- that was my next question. What's his role? Exactly. What's, What's he going to do? What is his role? That, that's kind of the thing, right? All right, does he just be a side quest character? Are mm-hmm. we doing a side quest to bo story? Is this more now of a bo Because it's the Mandalorian. Maybe the Mandalorian. Din was never meant to be the Mandalorian in the story, too. Ooh, man, you're hitting all my so questions. Is it really a story about Mando? But then that brings a child into play and him being the father to the child. That has to mean that has to have a bigger Did meaning, right? Did you read my script before? No. I know you didn't because I didn't send it to you. So it has to be. <laughs> there has to be a bigger meaning between the child and Mando, right? Or the bigger meaning between anything that's going on over that end of things, right? My okay. My we next... got the IG Eleven protection suit. Mm-hmm. We're going to see in the movie theater. I mean, I mean, there's so much more. My next question is, who isn't? All right. So season one, season two, the Mandalorian, right? That's the title of the show, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Season one, season two, is obviously Din Djarin. He is the Mandalorian. Yep. 
Season three, though. Who is the Mandalorian? Good question. Is Bo-Katan still in the show? Could be. It kind of seems like it is. It looks like it is. I mean, I know she's not the main. I would still say Din is the main character. Well, I'm even. I was even questioning like the, the little child's always riding by Bo-Katan, not by Mando anymore. Mm. Is she taking over and they were just letting Pedro Pascal, which I'll be super sad. He did say he's going to be playing uh, Din Djarin for his, like the rest of his life. Yeah, but you, even as you can see in the show, like even Grogu's sitting more next to Bo-Katan than his Mando, mm. which I thought was really weird in the first place. I didn't even catch that. That's where I'm like, are they transitioning the show over to Bo-Katan? Because if they do, I fucking hate it, and the show's the worst. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, so it depends the, where they go. So the fact That's that where they, I'm on the fence right now. The like, fact oh, that please. they went together, right? Yep. Bo-Katan was tasked with bringing everyone together, didn't join her. Yep. Which I think is important. Didn't join her. This is like, it's gotta be, I, I'm hoping it's that love dynamic thing, or like a double God ruling damn it, dynamic. Stop. You keep stealing my questions, man. <laughs> What's the next question? Sorry, sir. Share leadership role? Lover's still possible. Share leadership role. That's where... You touched on both of these questions. I know I've talked about this many times, so it's not... Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's surprising. But yeah, we've always been talking about the same thing, right? At the end of all of yeah. this, is right? Where are they going with it? And that's where I can see where it could be the shared, shared leadership role, which would make mm-hmm. sense, too, for Din. Where does his part finally come in to be the shared leadership role? When do they recognize that? So I have more questions I want to see. Yeah. My only hope is, like, don't go too far and lose him off as a side character. He's too... I grew... Not like... He's... There's got to be something, right? What is he? I'm worried where they. I'm more the interested in his story than I am Bogotan's. Like, I am too. I've already, yeah. We've already. We know Bogotan. We've seen Bogotan's leadership once. Like it's, I don't like it. We're. I mean, I liked it for what it was. Like it makes sense story wise that she should be the leader. She should be the person that's like you know leading the charge because yep. she's more people oriented. But then he's also the one also like making this happen, right? Yeah, he's like the behind the scenes guy. That's like she mm-hmm. wouldn't have this happen without Din. So, I don't know, like so them weird. ruling together to me makes... I like the together leadership because I think that's good community bringing in and with the Mando. Maybe Mando. maybe we go more of a Republic, more of a, like, there is... We were talking Game of Thrones this episode, right? King and Queen. King and Queen, possibly? Oh, lovers. Mando would be sweet. They, okay, if they're lovers, though, I hope they, they don't develop that until next season. Yeah. Because they've shown... Other than the fact that they're partnerships, they showed no chemistry. Romantic whatsoever. connection. And Star Wars isn't like, well, no. I was Did say, hasn't even taken a salmon off yet, so she hasn't seen that. She doesn't, she doesn't have the personal connection yet. Uh, oh, maybe at the end they didn't take the salmon off. Could be. There's so many questions. Like, I think I think that's the direction they're taking, but it's, again, it's a big unknown box, and which still has me interested. Yeah. All right, I have one last question. Do you want to like try to figure out what this question is? You haven't mentioned it already. Do I want to try? Well, you got like the last like five. Trying to guess the question. Who? Yes. What character does it revolve around? Which what? Which character does this question revolve around? I feel like they'd give it away. Is it Grogu? No. Now then, I guess I don't know the question. Okay. With all the Star Wars news that oh. is happening this week. Well, the villain. Yeah. That's the question. That's the question. Who's the big boy bad villain? They talk about Moff Gideon a lot. There definitely hints to Admiral Thrawn. We've seen Admiral Thrawn Yeah, that's the question, all of it. Who's the big bad, Moth or Thrawn? So, that... They're teasing Thrawn this This is week. where I think it gets really fun, in which if they go this way, I think it'd be excellent writing, mm-hmm. is you have the team up Mandalorian, you got the team up bad guy. Would be sick AF. Or just like it's Moff, and then Thrawn shows up at the end. 
Like Moff well, is think... Moff is like the general in charge. Yep. But Thrawn is like the mass. He's the puppet. I hand. like the idea that there's dual. There can be more than one leader and one more than one bad guy. Yeah. I would love that concept. More than one good guy, more than one bad or like, guy. And that's what I'm hoping this comes to. Or, 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 or Thrawn's the one who's pulling all the strings, but Moff is like doing his own. Like, his Moff own is working off of Thrawn, but he's like leading the charge against the Mandalorians. Yeah, it could be a little bit of both. Thrawn might be the big, big picture. Moff getting. Or Navarro. Picture. I think that makes sense. Like, he's the one that's like doing the text of Navarro, and Thrawn's like, no, we're focusing on larger projects at this point so he has the smaller pirates go after him rather than their projects which you makes think, sense too. okay i like the dual leadership from both sides yeah i think that's a unique concept that we haven't seen in uh, almost anything i mean you see the closest would have been game of thrones dual leadership a dual leader and a dual villain i mean i literally just think of empire or palpatine and darth vader yeah but palpatine was definitely the leader uh, yeah i want an area where there's no leader that'd be sweet oh it's like a partnership versus partnership partnership versus partnership moth chess battle of kings and queens it would be sweet to I see i am just excited to see thrawn and like cinematically wise do that and that's where i'm hoping they take it right like obviously bo a straight leader now but din has been like the voice of consciousness for bo for a little bit here so little bit. they continue with that arc to where like i can't do this alone would mm. be my ideal place to take it all right, we have two episodes left. That's where are they? Tough. Where are they going? I don't know. I, I still have no idea. I feel like episode seven is them taking the fleet back to Navarro. Yep. And I feel like it's going to be a Navarro conflict. Something I think. Get the IG eleven parts next episode. Moff getting attacks. And then Moff getting attacks at the end of seven. So you like a two part ending, or somebody attacks at the end. Well, I think Moff Gideon's attacking. Episode seven, yeah, exactly. And episode eight, episode eight is going to be a big finale with a big cliffhanger. Them going after them going on Mandalore. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't. I, think, I feel like that's where they're heading is taking back. Mandalore. I think they're heading back to Mandalore to get the fleet and checking out what it's like, or heading back to a planet, or getting together at the other mm-hmm. weirdo at the back at Navarro, where they might just attack Navarro again. That's or something question. like that. Navarro or Mandalore? I feel like that's I where think it's it, Navarro. You think it's Navarro? I think it's Mandalore. I think Seven is Not quite Navarro. Mandalore yet, because Mandalore's not really in a place where people could gather where they can get the rest of the tribes and groups together. just no, doesn't seem bre- like that's... It's we breathable. Can... It's just like it's the, land, but the land is not No one's like, yeah, there's food, there's water, there's shelter, there's something to take care of. But that's why I think they go back to Navarro and Navarro gets hit again. Hmm. But... Makes sense. I don't know. I feel like we haven't been able to predict Mandalore or Mandalorian season three. Which is, I mean, we're predicting a few things here and there, and they're showing signs of other things too. Though. Oh yeah, like, I mean, narratively, we're seeing. They haven't really things. given us the plate to eat. But the actually, the, yeah, we we can we don't know what the we've plate always is, been speculating, but we know what the appetizers are. Yep. I feel like we've been hitting these appetizers over and over, most... and they've been hitting on them too. So it's like, all right, what do we? The question is, we're, what are we eating at the end? What do you feed me? I hope it's good. I hope everything, like, I hope it's a worthy finale. Yeah. I'm, because I, this season's been... It's been questionable. It's I not say bad. That. Like It's I, not horrible. I keep hearing, like, reviews, and, like, oh, this season's bad, and, like, I hear, I see, like, reviews of, like, giving us six out of seven. No, I don't or think Or six it's out of like ten. I'm like, ah, 
I'm not. I guess like if you would double my ratings, because uh, right now it's like somewhere between a three and a four. If you doubled it, it would be like a six or a seven. Six, seven, yeah. I mean, if we were going based off that scale, I feel like my rating skills doesn't quite do that. But I mean, you could. Do yeah, it. I mean, I'd give it probably about a six point seven or something like that. Not quite a seven. It's got a. It's very C ish. Yeah, it's like in the three range. Three. But again, this is a season. This season, I feel like it's just a building season. Yeah, they knew it. Everybody knew it, and in the production area, everyone knows it. I think the writing could have been a little bit more. And that's kind of why they released right away. Oh, I want five seasons. I feel like the writing could have been a little bit more in depth. They could yeah. have done a little bit more in depth with the writing. I feel like they are definitely building up to something, and I feel like it feels this season feels forced when it comes to writing wise. Yeah, it seems a little forced when it comes to writing wise to get the pictures in play. And it seems like season four is already being written. So but it depends what the budget was too, right? Like here's what you got to write. You get five total seasons. Budget seems great. I've got to force this in. It depends, like how much you want to. Yeah, that's why I don't know. The ultimate all ends up how they how they play it out. Yeah. Simple as that for me. We'll but see. I don't think she's bad because I'm still every week I'm excited to. Mandalorian's on Wednesday. I'm watching it. Really oh yeah. Work. Same. I'm still looking forward to it. Yep. So it's definitely a ride that I'm enjoying. Uh, even if it's like the quality, at least writing wise, I think the quality is a little bit lower. I'm excited for this journey. I think I'm excited where it goes. And yeah, that's the I'm important part. I'm excited and nervous, which is good. It's kind of exactly what you want, right? You're excited to see if they do it that way, and you're nervous that they go the other way. It's like kind of like anticipation of the show. Like, oh, yeah. They're, if they, they're doing that just fine. If this finale doesn't hit, then I'll, I'll be sad. Yep. If this finale doesn't hit and give me some sort of closure on something to, to bring me over to something new, I might mm-hmm. be, that's where I might be disappointed with the season. I think the worst it's going to get is Book, think, Book of Boa Fett finale. Yeah, which isn't horrible either. It's not horrible. It's not like, oh man, this is amazing. It's is Carl. I was gonna say, we didn't talk about Carl Vanth. What, it's what good. What are doing with Carl Vanth anyway? We see he's alive in the, at the end of Book of Boba Fett. We never talked about the Book of Boba that much. No, we have not. All right. Well, this was Don't Evolve Me. Thanks, Donald, for joining on. Talking this about was Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, Episode 6. Guns for Hire. Guns for Hire, because we forgot it at the beginning. Yes. But you know what you can't forget? Don Johnson's Emporium. We, uh, I don't have a tagline yet. Emporium? Is that what you're going to call it? I was your trying podcast? to sell something, but I had nothing to sell, all right? That's <laughs> that's how I wanted to end this. Wait, what show are you talking about? There ain't no show. Oh, I thought you were going to make your trying, own podcast. I was, oh, I mean, no, I, I'm on your podcast. We're like bros. <laughs> we do this together. All right. I'm a part of this. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. Well, until next week. This is the way. This is the way. We have spoken.